Hi, love leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Hi, love leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts back with your love leading podcast and we have a special guest for you today he is one of our love leaders in his industry and i am so excited to be able to speak with him and he's here with us today and this is coach jt tapias and he is the founder and the creator of the empty your bucket plan and the fit method 413 welcome coach jt Thank you, Dr. Chan. I, I appreciate you having me on here. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit before we kind of dive in in the area of influence with your love leading. I would love to know about your expertise in this area. Tell me about the Empty Your Bucket Plan or the Fit Method 413. So I'm going to make a very long story, a short one. Okay. <laughs> it's a really long story. Um I have always been in the fitness industry. I'm an ex-professional soccer player. Uh, my career ended at the age of 24. Um, oh, wow. And uh, yes, yeah, so I played in, played in Europe, played in Latin America, played a little bit here in the States. And then at 24, my career ended and uh, in a pretty tragic way. And so walked away from that and uh, I needed to reinvent myself. So for the next nine months, I, I was in deep, deep, deep depression, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. Oh, wow. And it was just cool to come back to my first love, which was fitness and nutrition. And I had always, uh, I was always really close to all of the, the, the trainers, all the, phys- all the people that helped us uh, when I was playing pro soccer uh, from, from a physical perspective. So I know, I, I knew there was a, an affinity there. I knew there was a, a passion there. And so I just went after all the certifications uh, possible. And uh, I launched my fir- my very first little tiny, I don't even think you can call it a gym. It was more like a <laughs> little floor storage facility in South Tampa. <laughs> okay. I do and, remember that. I recall that. Yeah. Yeah. Right by, actually it was right by Academy. It was a tiny little place, uh, but you know, I, I had big dreams and I knew we had something to offer and, and uh, yeah, that's, that was the start of, of everything. And then it just took off. And so you've developed these two kind of plans, right? Tell, tell us specifically what those are. Yeah. So we, when we entered the uh, South Tampa market, um, we, we did a lot of market research and we realized that, that, that we were up against some pretty, pretty tough competition. We had 30 gyms in a five mile radius. And, um, you know, even back then, uh, it, it was, you know, we needed to find a differentiator. Uh, and it was just, there were gyms everywhere in every single corner in South Tampa, little studios and, big trainers with, you know, huge followings. And I was just this one guy that no one really knew. I, I had just moved there. So I didn't have a, a good circle of influence. And so we went after the first thing that we knew that brought the, the biggest return on investment, which was nutrition. But we understood early on that we were working with general population and we didn't want to count macros, points, uh, way food or do any of those things that, you know, most people aren't willing to do for the rest of their lives. And so we, we developed our own plan called the Emptier Bucket Plan. And, uh, and, uh, and, 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 you know, that was amazing. Uh, you know, I believe 90% of your success comes through proper nutrition. So we have always been hyper-focused 
on nutrition and then fitness. And so we say that uh, fitness just fitness is a big component. Don't get me wrong. You know, motion creates emotion. And of course, you need to work out. But you know, being hyper-focused in that area, we got some really quick wins and, um, you know, people started to come from all over, uh, Florida to do our transformation programs. And, wow. and so, yeah, that just sprung a bunch of opportunities, opened a ton of doors and we've never looked back. It's been 20 plus years now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations on that. Thank what you. is so interesting though, that I really value about you coach JT is that um, not only do you put out there just your expertise and your brand and, and health and fitness, but you purposely do so with a branding of your faith and especially an emphasis on your marriage. And mm-hmm. so um, those three brands together is what you just kind of live and breathe on all your um, social media platforms, even wearing a shirt that says Holy Spirit. Um, but there's one particular Facebook post that I was just looking at just yesterday and it said consistency and discipline. And as a fitness coach, I thought the picture was going to be all about health and fitness, but it was you and your wife, Anna Maria. Can you tell me a little bit about what you meant by that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, so the pillars to our program, our program developed in a very organic way because it wasn't let's go pick a bunch of principles that work for fitness and nutrition. It was a holistic approach. Yes. And, you know, I can't give myself credit for just one day coming up with that. It was just, <laughs> it's part of, my, it's part of my testimony. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I became a Christian at the, at the age of 32. Uh, I lived a, a very, very, very uh, crazy life between the age of 27 and 32. You know, when you play soccer yeah. at, at the level I was playing, you you could you never really have an opportunity to misbehave because <laughs> you're always <laughs> you're going somewhere and people are watching right. over you. And, and so when that accountability wasn't around, I sort of held it together for a good five years, and then of course I got around around the, the, the wrong people. Uh, had, I got a little bit of success and, and I didn't really have a, a compass to, 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 to move me in, in, in the right direction. And, you know, I, I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional home. And, uh, and, and, and so trying to figure things out for myself and going out to the world and trying to understand what being a man really meant, um, you know, I, I picked all the wrong mentors. And so I went and I made all the mistakes that most guys uh, make. Um, I was a serial dater. I was yeah, I was a cheater. I was doing all these things that were so incongruent with what I was actually teaching at my gym, including from a health perspective. Okay. okay. And so, and so um, you know, that, that sort of, uh, you know, it, it, it passed me a bill, right? Right at the age of 32, I woke up one morning and my heart was skipping a beat, literally skipping a beat. And I uh, felt a little nauseous, but you know, most guys were hypochondriacs and I know that. And I was like, ah, not a big deal. And um, I went to work early that morning and right around 10 a.m., one of my clients who was a physician came in and uh, I said, you know, doc, I'm not feeling good today. Can you can you take my pulse and see if everything's okay?" He said, JT, you know, I need I need my 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 stuff here, my equipment here. He says, but let me let me take a look. So he puts he takes my pulse and he says, he says, you know, it's it's a bit weird what your heart's doing right now. He says, but, you know, you have you have health insurance. Go get checked out. So. I jumped in my car and I went over on Howard. I don't know if it's still there, but on Howard, there used to be a, a walk-in clinic. And uh, <clears throat> I walked into that walk-in clinic. Um, the the uh, nurse practitioner came in. She did a 
EKG on me. And then within minutes, they came in the room and they said, you got to go to the hospital. Um, wow. You're, you're, okay. You're, you're having the beginning of a heart attack. And I'm like, no way. I didn't, I, you know, I felt nauseous, but it wasn't anything, you know, you always think a heart attack is like, wow, you know, you're, 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 you're passing out and, and right, it's just dramatic. Right. I didn't feel Are that way feeling all? all that left side stuff, right? None of that stuff. I wasn't feeling that's a scary thing. You know, that I wasn't feeling any of that stuff. I mean, um, so I said, okay, I grabbed the, 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 the you know, the uh, EKG and I went over to TGH. They hooked me up to all these machines. Doctors walk in and they tell me, um, you have atrial fibrillation and a flutter in your heart. <clears throat> it's an electrical problem in the chambers of your heart. He says, and he says, have you been doing drugs? And this is where it gets really interesting. Um, <laughs> You know, I, uh, once again, was living a very incongruent life. I looked at the doctor. I said, doc, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Alluding to the fact that I was sort of, you know, living a very incongruent life on the weekends and mm -hmm. just doing all sorts of things. And, you know, when that happened to me, my idol at that point was my body. The, the mm -hmm. place where I drew security and comfort from was my body. Right. And the minute that idol was sought, so, sort of, uh, of, of, you know, moved, uh, it, it just, it turned my world upside down and, uh, you know, when it rains, it pours. And so a couple of weeks after that, the girl that I had been dating for five years, got up and left me three weeks later, she was with another guy and, and having the time of her life <laughs> and, you know, me, the trainer, the, the, the guy who, who, who preached fitness and nutrition all of a sudden was sick. And, you know, and then my family wow. came from from Spain and they stayed, it, it was a disaster, uh, Shannon. It was just <laughs> something was time. happening. Someone was trying yeah. to turn your ship. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I'll try to make it as short as possible. So, you know, I, I, uh, I, I said, okay, fine. You know, I'm a disciplined guy. I'm going to leave all that stuff aside. Yeah. Right. You know, discipline is one of these things. It's, it's, it's very fleeting, uh, you know, especially when it's not a conviction. And, and a couple of weeks later I was doing the same thing over again. And, woke up one morning, uh, uh, hungover physically and mentally and, and just ready to check out. I wanted to check out. And so I was writing a letter to my sister and, oh, and, wow. you know, basically, uh, giving her all my passwords and telling her that, you know, I had tried everything in life and that things just didn't work for me. I, I had built a soccer career that fell apart. I, I wow. built a successful business that wasn't making me happy. And all the things that the world told me made, would make me happy didn't make me happy. They actually created a bigger void in my heart. Mm. And so um, with all that pain, I, I, God providentially had put a young man in my path five times in the elevator. And uh, he, was a, he was right around my age, <clears throat> good looking, good looking guy with a beautiful wife. And interestingly enough, Every, I used to bump into that guy every Saturday. I was on my way out to, you know, getting faded into the night. And he was coming back from church with a Bible in the genre. Mm. And I was like, you're going to bed now? And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, come on. Put that book down. Let's go have a good time. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. He's like, so you see this happiness? He says, there's a reason for this happiness, this joy. But, you know, I wasn't really having all that. I, I just, I felt he was a, he was a genuine, nice guy. He had really good energy mm. and, and I love that about him, but I just, you know, I, I would always mess with him and say, I'm, I'm never coming to church. So that Sunday <laughs> when I woke up, when I woke up, you know, just mentally and physically hung over, I, uh, I called him and I said, Hey, I, I'm, I'm really embarrassed. I know we don't know each other well. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think, I don't, I don't think I have another day in me. And he said, he said, uh, he said, wow. I said, I'm going to kill 
I said, I'm going to kill myself. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, those are big words. He says, no, 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 no. Don't do anything silly. Let me come. Let me, he let those stairs from my building. He said, let me come downstairs. We'll chat. So he sits across from me and he says, let me tell you what God is doing in my life. And I go, let me stop you right there. <laughs> I said, I said, I don't believe in God. And he, and then, and then something really funny happened because this guy looked at me with the conviction of someone who was literally saying gravity is a real thing. And he looked, he, he was so certain. And he just looked at me. He said, well, God is all I have for you. He was kind of ticked off. He says, God is all I have for you. He says, and if you keep this nonsense up, you will kill yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, coming from a mental health counselor, I don't know if that's the appropriate response, but I get it. I get it. I, I'm a, I, in the, in my, my temperament in the area of control, I'm a compulsive choleric. So that works well for me. Okay. <laughs> so okay. it was what you needed so, to hear. Okay. That's, that's exactly what I needed to hear. So I said, okay, well, what do you have for me? And he said, well, he said, well what are you doing tonight? And uh, I said, well, I was going to kill myself, but if you have better plans, we'll go do that. <laughs> yeah, please. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so, you know, I, I re- reluctantly, went with him that night, but I was going to go through with my plans after going to, to church. And I walked into this place. I, I really had no experience with church. I, besides, you know, the Catholic church, I I'm originally from Columbia. So most of Latin America is, you know, 95% of Catholic, is, right. is so, you know, I, I, I had uh, preconceived notions of going into these, like, you know, majestic buildings where you had to be really quiet and, and it was very pious and, and that sort of thing. And so, but I walked into a very different environment. This is a, this is a modern building. It, there was a beautiful Starbucks and beautiful women. And I'm like, yes, I, now I know what Jesus is all about. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm all in, you know? Um, This episode of The Love Leading Podcast is sponsored by the Conflict to Connection Deepening Your Intimacy webinar series. In this one hour a day live experience with Dr. Shannon, you will be given valuable tools to understand your communication difficulties and steps to get it back on track, as well as hear the encouragement from other couples who have walked this journey. And this is all for free. For more information and next upcoming dates, go to shannonrobertscounseling.com. Register today. Enjoy the rest of the show. And I walked in that day and um, I remember the the pastor that day preached on the book of Job. He gave sort of like a a cryptic uh, account of the book of Job and it hit me like a lightning bolt. Mm. Uh, Mm. Being a man. The only thing I didn't resonate with was I wasn't faithful to God, but, you know, I felt like I had arrived. I had it all, everything that the world told me I needed to be happy. I had, and yet I had lost it all, including my health. Mm-hmm. And um, so I resonated with the story. Service is over. Looked at my buddy. So that was great. So did you tell that guy what I have? Going right. on? No, How did he know? <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, there's 800 people in here. <laughs> he said, uh, he says, uh, no, um, you know, that's just how God speaks to you. And I said, okay. So he said, well, let's go to the prayer team. And I said, well, what is, what is that? Right. And I went up to this man who was super, super innocent looking. And uh, he said, what are we praying for? And I said, oh boy. <laughs> I said, I, I don't know if you really want to hear this. And so I, 
I gave him, I gave him, you know, I told him everything. I gave him a list of five things and he was just like shocked. He looked at me and he said, and I said, and I don't, I don't believe in God and I don't know why, why I'm here. And so he said, okay, <laughs> and he closed his eyes and he started praying. And I, you know, Shannon, honestly, I can't remember a word the man said because uh-huh. I was so embarrassed. Yeah. Um, we were so that, vulnerable and so searching. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and this is going to tie into your question. It's kind of an extended answer, but okay. I, I feel like it. <laughs> It's, you know, it's connected to that. It's a big part of everything we do now. So he did his thing. All of a sudden, I wasn't even listening to him. I don't know what he was saying, but I just started crying like a baby. Mm. And, um, you know, I grew up in a, in a pretty sort of macho environment where you don't cry. Men don't cry. Right. So I was pretty taken back. I was that, that emotionally impacted by whatever I had going on. And on my way out of the church, I bumped into a pastor there and he said, Hey, young man, how, how was it? And his name is Jerry. And I said, I, I said, that was great. And uh, he said, well, I want to gift you this new Testament Bible. And, and I said, where do I start? And he said, the gospel of John. John right. I said, I said, where is that? So he went in the back of the Bible and he opened up the book of John and I folded it over and I walked away and he, and he, my friend, Alex stayed behind and spoke with him. And he said, that young man is going to take off. He says, how do you know? He says, I see his, his desire to, to just, you know, grasp these, these, these principles. And, 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 and anyway, so kind of left that day, I walked out that door, uh, Shannon, and my life progressively got more challenging mm. in different areas, but yet I had, a piece like I had never had before. I woke up the next morning and I remember looking in the mirror and for the very first time in 32 years of my life, I looked into the mirror and I no longer had the shame that I always uh, saw in that mirror. Uh, and and it, was, it was so peaceful. And I felt like yeah. a 2000 pound gorilla just came off my shoulders yeah. and I could breathe again. And, and yeah. progressively, I literally felt like God surgically, um, took out a heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh. And this is, this leads to your question. I finally started looking at family as something I wanted because I had never wanted a, a family for myself. You know, I'd see guys pushing strollers and I used to make fun of them and go, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, little by little, I, I, I started to take interest in, in kids and I wanted, I wanted kids and I wanted a family and I wanted to settle down. So I just took a vow of, 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 uh, you know, not dating anyone. I was just going to date Jesus. I went into my gym. I looked at my my business partner and I said, I'm, I'm leaving. And I said, if you want my part, you could just give me $25,000 and I'll be done. And he looked oh. at me, he said, 25 for your book of clients and your quest. So he said, he said, done. <laughs> he said, why are you leaving though? I said, look, I don't know what happened to me yesterday, um, but I need to go figure it out. And um, I know people come here to get out apps, but not to get Jesus. And I, I want to do, and I, you know, I was a baby Christian, so I didn't understand a lot of things. And I, I just thought that that wasn't a way to, that, that there was from a fitness perspective, there was no way to honor God in such a vain sort of platform. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. I took a two year sabbatical where I prayed, I fasted and I said, God, I don't care where you put me. I just want to honor you. And, uh, and, and I want to, uh, I want a wife that I can honor you with. And I want kids that um, uh, you know, that are a byproduct of, of that godly relationship. And, and then God just went to work. I met my wife. Um, we dated for three months, got married on month four. I told her on the no second way. date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was very radically turned your life around. Wow. I listen to love stories every day of my life and I'm loving this one. Keep going. Yeah. So, um, 
I was in a, I was in a huge conference, which I didn't want to go to at that point. I, I for a very long period of my, my life, probably 10 years, I was very involved in personal development. Um, and I was actually ramping up to be a false prophet <laughs> per se. And, uh, but I got invited to this and my heart was in a very different place at that point, but I got invited uh, through a friend. He paid for my ticket. He said, JT, you got to come to this event. It was a Tony Robbins event in Orlando. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And I, and I said, you know, I, I, I think Tony's great. I said, but I'm just not there anymore. And he said, no, 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 you got to come. I already bought your ticket. So it was like a thousand dollar ticket. So, uh, so right. I went <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm glad I did because he actually pointed my wife out to me. He elbowed me and he says, look, look at that. No <laughs> and I looked way. over and I, was like, I said, oh, wow. And uh, she caught my attention because in those events, there's this, there's this phenomenon called, you know, um, collective euphoria where everyone is just up, you know, going crazy. The, even the, the introverts are jumping up and down. Uh -huh. And she just looked, she, she, <laughs> she looked like she didn't want to be there at all. You know, she was just very serious. <laughs> And even though I have always been sort of a, a crazy one, I've never liked the crazy ones. I sort of like the nice, calm, nice, you know, well-behaved. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Like, oh, that that's, you know, yeah. And she was, you know, beautiful. And so I kind of kept an eye on her. And it was really interesting because um, I overheard her speaking and I, I picked up on her Spanish accent. And I said, she's from where I'm from, Medellin. Uh -huh. I said, what a nice, this is my icebreaker. So uh, on one of the breaks, I went up to her and I said, hi, hey, are you are you from Medellin? And she's like, yeah. I said, oh, so am I. And my wife is uh, business. Like she is very serious and, and we are like polar opposites. Opposites. Right? That's OK. That's what I find a lot of times in the couples I work with. They balance yeah. each other out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. She really uh, wasn't giving me any signals. And I was like, okay. So she gave me her card. Uh, she was a, a, a manager for a boutique hotel in, in Miami. And mm -hmm. uh, she said, if you ever come out to Miami, you know, I'd love to, you know, get you guys a, a, a family raid and, and that sort of thing. But that was it. So I took her card at the end of the night. I texted her. I said, Hey, it was great meeting you crickets. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, okay. it has to be that proverbial, you know, um, appropriate amount of time can't back too excited about it. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, I, I found her on the best, uh, stalking tool in, in the world, Facebook and, uh, <laughs> friended her. I friended her and, uh, and then we just started, uh, you know, chatting and, and she stood me up two times on the third time we finally got to the conversation and spoke for three hours. Uh, that was on a Wednesday. I said, what are you doing this weekend? She said, you know, surprisingly, I'm off this weekend. She said, I, well, I work every weekend, but I'm off this weekend. I said, what a coincidence. I'm going to be in Miami, but I was actually nice. going there to see her. So I went out there. First date was eh, not so, it wasn't so great. We didn't connect very well, but on the second day, the next day we went to breakfast and we probably spoke from 9am till eight o'clock that night. And wow. Yeah. You know, it was, it was incredible. And that night, you know, that same, that second, on the second date, I told her I was going to marry her. She said, I was crazy. She said, if you want to marry me, we're going to have to wait at least three years. So we got married on month four. <laughs> okay. So somewhere not so much in the middle. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, we just celebrated oh, our 10 year wow. anniversary. Congratulations we, uh, on that. Congratulations. We renewed our vows. Thank you. We renewed our vows in, in Colombia recently. We had a big, big, big ceremony out there. But, you know, here's 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 how this all sort of falls into place. I had taken that sabbatical from the fitness and nutrition industry. Correct. When my came back into the picture, I had been praying because I, you know, I, well, I 
I was like, Lord, I need to be a provider here. Like, what, what are we doing? You know? Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I just, the Lord impressed on my heart that I needed to go back to the fitness industry. And I always, there was always a missing piece in my, in my, in all my businesses. I'm, I'm a visionary. I can get things going, things that would always go well, but I'm not a numbers guy. I, I don't like numbers. Uh-huh. And, and so I used to, you know, I used to do shoebox uh, accounting with, with my CPA. Well, my <laughs> wife, my, my wife is by trait. She's a, she's a business administrator, but she's always worked as a, as a controller. So she okay. loves numbers. So she does numbers. Look at that. So when we started uh, fit method 413, um, I mean, I mean, obviously the provision was there from, from God, but we just, we took off. And the idea there was to really, I, I still had no idea how I was going to honor God through what I thought was such a vain uh, platform, but I was obedient. Um, you know, in my, my heart, my prayers, I, I, not audibly, but in my heart, I, I always felt like God wanted that to be a, a pillar uh, for him. And, um, and, and so, um, a lighthouse for him. And so <clears throat> I launched off, we started fit method four one three based on Philippians four one three. Um, ah, and, okay. and so, uh, we launched off and, you know, it was <laughs> just, God just blew my mind away because we, we literally saw more people come to the Lord doing squats and lunges than most churches any Sunday. No and yeah, yeah. And so we saw, um, we saw uh, marriages restored. We saw people, uh, you know, get rid of vices and, and addictions and alcohol. I mean, it, it was just incredible how God used how God used that that opportunity. And and He continues to do it on a very different platform. Now we're 100% virtual with our nutrition transformation programs, and that still happens in in our nutrition transformation programs. Um, and so it's been pretty amazing. And so I, I believe that. And I truly, in my heart of hearts, believe that um, I, I read today, this morning, I saw on my feed, on my Facebook feed, I saw a lady say, um, I can raise my kid alone. And I thought about it. And I kn- and because I know where she's coming from and, and there's pain there, I said, I didn't say anything, but I kind of left it at that. But I looked at it, I said, I said, yeah, you can do that. My mom did that. And I saw her struggle. Mm. And I said, uh, you know, ultimately, um, I believe that that fit is not just physically fit is at home, you know, fit is, is what you eat, what you do, how you think, how you speak, your circle of influence, it is a holistic thing. And, true. and when there's when there's turmoil at home, nothing, nothing works. It's very Absolutely. hard. Absolutely. That is such a great point, uh, JT, because I do believe that we are designed to be um, in an intimate connection relationship. And when that foundationally is safe and secure, we get to go out and be the best versions of ourselves. But the antithesis, obviously, is that when that doesn't function really well, when there's not that secure base to go out from, it is a harder time to kind of show up in your life to do your calling and your purpose, right? And so that was exactly that right there that when that's right things click better for us right a hundred percent a hundred percent you know we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary and i just figured this out (laughs) (laughs) i'm either my iq is either not there or i just you know i'm I'm one of these slow people that pick things up Mm -hmm. but you know 
like any marriage, um, you know, I, I truly, I, people say this all the time. No marriage is perfect. I, I, I sort of disagree. It's hard. It's hard work. I'll always, well, be, in, in, oh, I'll always be in work. I will not ever work myself out of a job, unfortunately. So it's a, it's a Mack truck coming through your life. No, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, um, I, 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 you know, we would have these 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 sort of arguments in the beginning of our relationship and, and these disagreements because we're so different. Um, you know, even culturally, I grew up here in the States. She she's from, you know, she's from Colombia. She's only been here for a couple of years. And so even though I, I know that culture, I speak the language and, uh, you know, it, it, it's just very different. And, and so we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of challenges mm-hmm. and I finally realized one thing. And, and I know that this wasn't just the rational thought that came to me, but, but a conviction truly that God just put on my heart after lots of prayer is that a relationship where there isn't mutual submission will not work. Mm. Yeah. And that submission is a big word, right? It's a, a willingness to, to give selflessly, right? It's grace. It, it's graceful submission on both parts. Yeah. It's, it's, it's submission to the greater good. It's submission to, you know, glorifying God and, and putting, you know, your wife's needs before yours and loving unconditionally. And oh, good. So good. this is such a polarizing idea for the world, but yeah. um, I truly, truly believe that the adhesive to a marriage is is, is Jesus. And, and, and when that is not there, it is sort of replaced with comfort, either comfort. Uh, the person's comfortable. One of the, one, one of the people in the marriage is comfortable and they just don't want to go anywhere, even though that things aren't working or, you know, I, I've, you know, I, I, I get to hear a lot of conversations, uh, yeah. in close court and I'll hear guys say, well, it's just too expensive for me to leave her. And I'm just like, Oh man, I'm like, dude, come on. Like that is not it. Okay. And, and so this is where I, I, because I, I build rapport with these, with these guys. They trust where you. I get to, and where, you're a cool no, and, guy. I mean, they, they, they think that you're very like, got it all together. Influential. Yeah. yeah. And you I, so this is, where I, this is where I get to inject, you know, sort of those, those morality principles that whether you're secular or religious, right. You know, for the most part, God has put a conscience in everyone. Yeah. So, you know, people understand that that is what we see. The challenge, you know, a lot of times is, well, how do I do that? That's so hard to do. What do you mean put her first? Like that, that, that doesn't make any sense. And then so you know, antithesis it, it's to what the world says. Right. 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 And so, you know, those platforms, um, those very unconventional platforms have given me the ability to build rapport at a level that if I bumped into a guy somewhere or, in, or, or, or invited them to church, they just they would turn it down. But yet because that's such an unconventional platform and men, we, we like physical stuff. And so when we're doing physical things together, where, whether it's, you know, tag football or, or playing golf or, or working out, like we, that, we love that, right. We'd build that. That's just how this is. That's like the salon for you guys. You guys will do your right. nails and chat. <laughs> so you get our nails done. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. What, what a great platform that you have figured out that God has really kind of integrated all of these value sets and equipped you to show up and shed light in, in, in the areas that, um, you know, bring influence. So one question, and then we're going to wrap up because I know, I know that you are a busy, busy man, but 
I would just love to know, you've been so vulnerable and thank you so much. What one thing, and I think I already know, because I think you kind of answered it, but what one thing saved your marriage at the darkest moment? You know, um, that is such a simple question, but so hard for many to accept. And, um, you know, I, I, I truly, truly believe that um, when I've been at the worst of the worst, I, I, I just know that um, God restores, he heals. That's right. He allows me to see my wife with new eyes every day. I love and, that. And, and I know that, I know that when I'm disconnected from that thought, I'm not disconnected from my wife. I'm disconnected from God. Mm, mm, good word. So your connection to God, I love that. Yeah, we talk a lot of times in, in our sessions about being really aware of the story we're telling ourselves and that we, we do have to renew those stories and renew our minds. So that's amazingly helpful. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Well, thank I, you. So, I'm sorry. One more piece to that. Yeah, go for it. One more, one more piece. Because a lot of times I say that and people say, well, JT, how do I practically, how do I look at that from a practical standpoint? And I think pragmatics are important. Um, and, and, and so, and so, you know, I, I speak to a lot of guys that are not believers um, and they trust me. You know, we have a great relationship and they say, but I'm not there, JT. Can you give me some practical mm, stuff that I can? Mm. And, and I always go back to saying that, you know, um, behavior shifts identity. So what you do shapes your identity. Mm. And so, you know, <laughs> when I say this, people say, oh, well, that's not cool. Um, the butterflies that you feel initially in a relationship, those yeah. things those things go away. That doesn't mean you don't That's love your right. wife. You know? that, that just simply means that there's that chemical reaction mm -hmm. that initially when you, you know, the, all those, you know, uh, uh, chemicals that are secreted uh, are not there anymore, but that's okay. That's okay. Because then I truly believe that's when real love kicks in. Everyone takes their mask off that's and, right. and the representative goes away. Right. And, um, and so practically what I do, and this is something I do, every single day because once again i believe that behavior shifts identity i intend so it's natural for me to see my girls wake up in the morning my three-year-old and my seven-year-old and it's it, it is it is a natural thing for me to just hug them and kiss them and right. and say good morning how how's your how'd you sleep blah, 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 blah. and it's not so natural towards my wife even when we're getting along right it's just it is what it is right we're just we're dealing with life we have things going on right but i intentionally i intentionally close my eyes and i think i have a picture of my wife when she was when she was a little girl awesome and i think of that little girl that grew up with a dad just like my daughters and that dad wanted her to marry a man that would protect her and take over his place and i think about that and i say that little girl also needs love I love that. That is a beautiful, beautiful, practical way of rewriting that story in your mind over and over again and lining it up with um, your calling. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing Absolutely. that. So how can my um, community get a hold of you? Tell me yeah. you this 90 day challenge. What would you where would you want them to go? Yeah, so I'm pretty much uh, uh, omnipresent on the internet, but uh, <laughs> uh, 
But uh, I would just say, uh, if, if you're looking for more information on the things that I do, uh, the, the website is emptyyourbucketplan.com, emptyyourbucketplan.com. If you're like, nope, I, I want to work with this guy, then it's coachjttapias.com. And that's my, my schedule, my online schedule. We'll get on a call, we'll chat, no strings attached. If we're the right fit, great. Not, you know, you'll still walk away with three awesome, tangible things that you can apply to your life immediately and get on the right track to getting fit. Right. Yeah. You, you offer that free phone consult. I love that. And um, you'll find all of those um, links in the show notes. So um, thank you so much, JT, for being with us. And thank you for being a leader out there and showing people how to love well. So until next time, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, Love Leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.